Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my lovies. Welcome back to another episode. I am recording this in the evening. I have some really lovely turmeric and maca chai tea from Anima Mundi. I think it's called their golden milk and I also got some spirulina recently. I'd been wanting to try them for a really long time because one of my favorite creators, Caro Arevalo, uses them for their blue lotus, I think. Um, I don't know if she still does, but in a video she <laughs> used it at one point and it looked beautiful. Their their packaging, their philosophy, the care that they put into each product, just everything. Turmeric is so good for you. It helps to reduce inflammation. It's an antioxidant, so it will neutralize free radicals, which can cause a lot of issues down the road um, and cause oxidative stress. And it can help your heart, it's good for your brain, blood sugar, aches and pains. It literally is just the magic cure-all. And there's also maca in here. Another reason I was drawn to this blend in particular was because it has maca in it. And maca is a root that is known for its sexual and reproductive health benefits. And it can reduce sun damage, fight free radicals, um, improve cognitive function, all of that good stuff. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not recommending you go and try any of these things without consulting a professional first. Please do that. But anyways, I thought it would be kind of fun to record this at night, just give a bit of a different vibe, a little bit more relaxed and low-key, probably a bit more spacey on my end because I'm tired and I honestly am sleep-deprived. I It's been an interesting couple of weeks. I will tell you that um, we had a loss in my family, my puppy. We had to say goodbye to her. She was an old lady. She had a beautiful life. Um, I was going to originally make today's episode about just being present in every moment and never taking anything for granted and grief and those kinds of topics. But I think I'm going to have to push that off for the next episode because I don't really know if I want to talk about that right now. But I do need to record an episode for tomorrow. I think that's why I've been kind of pushing recording off um, all week. It was just, it was really hard. And my whole family was there though. And it was really beautiful. We ended up doing it at my house. The whole ceremony was just really, really like intimate and special and we covered her in flowers and it was so beautiful so stay tuned for next week's episode because I will be talking about that subject a little bit more but for today I want to keep it just a little bit lighter and and we're going to talk about building healthy habits a how-to if you will a 101 um, for dummies, habits for dummies. Um, I could have used that, to be honest. 
But so far, I'm really enjoying the vibes right now. I have my Himalayan salt lamp on my new little tulip table that I think I mentioned in last week's video. I've redecorated my space even more for fall, but it's very like elevated fall decor, which I feel like in the past I've gone for more like, I don't know, like lights and cobwebs and skeletons and more curio tchotchke type stuff but like I'm doing more wicker pumpkins and I've got some like dried wheat I'm pretty sure it's fake but that's fine with me because I'll be able to use it re reuse it year after year and these little I don't even know what these are but they're little pumpkins that look kind of like they're made you know how a ball of yarn or thread is all like I don't know. It looks really wild. It's really cute. They're from Kroger, so you might have even seen them before, but they're just little like spools of pumpkin. They're white on a stick. <laughs> you can see it on my Instagram at Slock Sounds somewhere. It's on there. And of course, I had to get some real pumpkins too. So I have those all over the place now. Again, you can see it on my Instagram. Um, well, maybe it won't be up by the time I release this, this episode, but you'll see it soon. Just stay tuned. So after a difficult couple of weeks, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm back in my space with my kitties. Patrick is out of town for work right now. So it's just me. Um, but by the time you listen to this, it won't be just me. So creepers, stay away. <laughs> and overall, it's been a really good day. I feel really wonderful about the way my apartment is looking because I got this tulip table that I have in the corner as a little like brunch slash work area. I've honestly been doing everything here because I just love it so much. Um, I had to rearrange a lot of other furniture in here and everything feels so much more intentional now and I color I organized my books by color on my bookshelf I moved my bookshelf everything just has its spot it feels very um, like it just good feng shui good flow and I can look out the big windows as I work all day which feels really nice my office just gets very dark and heavy and it kind of I really need sunlight. I need natural light when I work, except for right now because it's nighttime. So the main takeaway is if you're having a hard time, just rearrange your entire apartment and you'll feel better. <laughs> I've mentioned this before and it's kind of the whole philosophy behind the wellness wave as a podcast title, but everything is cyclical in nature, right? So that means we have so many different functionalities that are cyclical in nature, such as our circadian rhythms, our circulatory systems, our lymphatic system, the electrons flowing around our atoms. Women have their cycles every month, and we, of course, have seasons of ups and downs, of highs and lows, of ebbs and flows. You get the idea. And the beauty of that is nothing is permanent. We've got highs to climb towards and lows to sink into and to settle into you know I think that's an important concept to think about just sinking into what you're feeling in the moment and being okay with it and just accepting that you are entitled to nothing more than an experience I read that I think I saw that on Twitter a few weeks ago or on Instagram I don't know something somewhere oh no it was Sai Swoon on Instagram that's where I heard it she says that you are entitled to nothing more than an experience and I was like whoa that's deep wisdom um so true and it has been really helping me when I've been feeling like 
you know, like, why me? I don't deserve this victim mentality. But yeah, shout out to Gabby at Swoon. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you already know who that is. But yeah, you can see that human beings are very cyclical in nature and we are creatures of habit, as one might say. I think that we should look up the definition of habit right now because I'm big into words like that. Ah, noun. A settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Interesting. So yeah, that tells me pretty much nothing about what's actually going on in your brain when you form a habit and how it works and why it's so effective and... That's what we're going to get into real quick, and then I'm going to tell you seven steps to building effective habits. So I'm going to explain this in the way that makes the most sense to me, but essentially you have two sort of networks in your brain. I would call these two networks the observer and the ego or the higher self and the ego. The ego is also the narrative kind of network, so like the constant chatter in your brain. Meanwhile, your higher self or the observer, uh, the subconscious is more your present awareness and your sensory experience of the world around you. And that doesn't have to just look like five senses. I mean, there's a bajillion senses that we could get into. There's, you know, we have like all of these chemicals and pheromones and energies and crazy things that are happening around us all the time and our body can pick up on those we just they're so like we have to learn how to tap into them basically aka we have to have the right toolbox or the right knowledge to guide us in that direction so we can tap in with them and you have all that knowledge within you but it can be difficult to to find and dig for on your own, which is why it's so important to have community and to have other people because those kinds of experiences are what help you unlock that within yourself. Building better habits really starts with reframing your mindset because if you don't believe that you can change or you don't even acknowledge that there are things that can be improved upon and not in a like self-deprecating, I'm so terrible kind of way, but just in a growth and an excitement for, for evolution kind of way. But yeah, if you don't believe in yourself or believe in something, then you're going to have a really difficult time changing your habits. Oh, hello to you too, email. So before... Before you dive off into the deep end and try and change everything in your life at once, wake up at 6 a.m., work out for an hour every day, go to bed on time. That's something I'm working on personally is just having a better sleep schedule. I really would like a little bit more consistency there. But before you do all of that, I really encourage you to look at yourself and have an honest conversation with yourself and Question if you believe that you can do this and you believe you can make changes and you believe that it's possible for your life to look different than it does right now and for good things to keep coming. If for whatever reason you are in a slower, lower season of life, I really encourage you to just step back and look at the things that are happening to you with a different light shining on them and that doesn't mean that, that the pain has to be erased, that you're putting a Band-Aid on something or making it disappear. And not everything has to be good. You don't have to see everything that way. But not letting it create 
this stagnancy or resistance in your life, um, but instead let it pow- empower you and push you forward. What differentiates people who seem to flow through life with ease versus people who are just met with resistance and obstacle after obstacle and just never can seem to catch a break or catch up, what differentiates those people really is just mindset. And it's just belief that things are going to get better and optimism. And it doesn't have to be optimism is that like, yay, we're all going to, you know, hold hands and be happy and bows and puppies and stuff, but just optimism that we can accept things as they are and still thrive. Not to get all existential, but we only have this one life in this body with this consciousness. So how are you going to choose to spend each day? I mean, no, I don't think anybody enjoys suffering. You know, of course not. So choose not to. I know that's easier said than done. And I really hope that doesn't come across as sounding ignorant. But I promise I've been in some very, very heavy, dark places before. And it can be hard to choose not to when you're stuck in that place but if you can just keep telling yourself like I have the power I have the power I can do this and not in a controlling everything has to be perfect kind of way but again just in that like acceptance and perseverance because we're not giving up and perseverance can look like just resting and giving your body sleep just whatever you need but it's about learning how to listen to what your body needs in the environment that it's in by being truly present observing your senses and therefore being able to better regulate your emotions and therefore make habitual choices that are going to better serve you because you're able to get drop into that more rational logical thinking brain when you can self-regulate more effectively through observing your feelings and putting a name to it using your words your words are so powerful so if you are constantly talking down on yourself and you know thinking like oh yeah like we'll try and stop smoking cigarettes today but doubt it's gonna happen like that you're already setting yourself up for failure there having good habits is not necessarily gonna make you happy however it's certainly helpful (laughs) because when you have good habits you are much more tuned in to when things are off or when something is not agreeing with you you're just able to detect more subtleties and therefore react accordingly and help get back on track and build that resonance which is going to amplify those positive states of being like if you're eating vegetables and fruits and listening to good music and doing your you know self-massage all very like high vibrational things that are going to help everything run efficiently and flow smoothly then you're just naturally going to feel happier like we're not designed to be sad and stressed all of the time. We are designed to thrive when we are happy and stress-free. And there are obviously times when stress is inevitable, but those times are when stress is healthy. Like that's, you know, when we're having like grief because of a loss, it is healthy to grieve in those cases. What's not healthy is resisting that grief coming to the surface and therefore burying it down deep so that it impacts us, you know, years down the road. 
habits just generally help us run more efficiently. So we're not having to use so much energy to make simple decisions such as what am I going to make for dinner or how am I going to respond emotionally when somebody says something that triggers me or how am I going to respond to this email. Just things that help make processes feel much more seamless so that we're not constantly being drained of our life force. Habits are also essential for us meeting our goals. Our goals are what help us grow and evolve and expand and that's That's what I think we're meant here to do, just to gain this wisdom. And sure, we decay physically, but our spirits just keep growing and expanding. And I believe that's just going to keep happening with every lifetime. You know, our energies get reincarnated in a way. I don't necessarily think it's as simple as I'm going to wake up a dog when I die, although that would be wonderful. Don't think it's that simple. (laughs) But our energy definitely gets recycled back into the ecosystem and obviously our bodies are meant to as well that's why I want a natural burial don't put me in a place where I'm preserved forever no formaldehyde please and thank you I would love it if we could pause for just a second and take five deep breaths together ready one Hello, this is me like 15, 20 minutes later. I just went and did my skincare and was looking for these tapered candles that I thought I bought at Fresh Market today, but it's the weirdest thing because I cannot seem to find them anywhere. I'm kind of thinking that the lady checking me out must have, oh gosh, forgotten to put them in the bag. Anyways, it's definitely even cozier in here now. I have a little blanket around me and turned off the kitchen lights so now I'm just here by my candle and Himalayan salt lamp and a couple of hot pink vibe mood lighting situations (laughs) like my lava lamp and one of those I have one of those like sunset lamps and I have all of my beauty tools here with me so I'm going to be using those on my face as I record this podcast there's a pretty distinct possibility that you're going to hear the sound of my gua sha stone at some point, let's see, let's get a good ASMR take. You got lots of gunk in there. I'm kind of like purging. My skin has been doing some crazy stuff recently. I'm going to get into my skin in another video or not a video. I always call my podcast videos, uh, not a video. So back to habits. So I'm not going to say that I necessarily strictly followed all of these seven steps in order to build my habits. Building habits is going to be an up and down kind of journey. It's not going to happen overnight. 
it's going to take figuring out what specifically works for you. But I think using some of these tools can be a really great stepping stone for getting you onto that path and onto that track of moving forward instead of staying stuck in a place where you are not thriving and you don't feel aligned. I've definitely used a lot of these steps without realizing that I was using them. And sometimes that could happen. Like even if you're listening to this this podcast now, I literally almost called it a video. <laughs> even if you're listening to this episode now and you don't quite resonate or you don't get it, maybe down the line you'll kind of look back once you have developed your habits a bit more and you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. I see like I was doing that. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But sitting down with like a journal, really taking, you know, taking some time to create a plan of action, like I said, once again, can really help you get into the headspace ready to ready to rumble. So step number one to build better habits, you first need to find your why and you need to ask yourself why it is that you want to see that change so badly. I think this is an important thing to do no matter what aspect of your life you're trying to change also I have the roller out now you're definitely going to be hearing some of that the giving meaning to an action will help you stay focused on why it is you want to obtain that action so something to do for this that can be really helpful is creating like a vision board like if you want to have a really nice home someday you put that on there if you want to have a beautiful life of adventure then post pictures from around the world if you want to be somebody who who's a speaker in front of large crowds like a motivational speaker kind of like what I'm doing right now except in person not sure if I'm ready for that I definitely think one day it could be a fun thing to do though but point is put put a picture of that or you know if you want to go the extra mile you find a picture of somebody doing what you want to do and then you like cut your face out or photoshop your face and put it on that image i think that sounds like a wonderful idea not personally done that but it sounds amazing it's also good to just journal things out write them down put it in your notes um, but having it out there in the universe i think can be a lot more effective than just thinking about it in your brain and having you able to actually see it and visualize it back to you it gives you your your brain a little bit more juice that it's already happening it's already in the works so you write down like I am doing you know I'm working on changing my back posture and exercising more because I don't want to have back pain and I want to live a life of vitality write that down or I want to be able to help other people those in need so I want to have a lot of money so that I can give to foundations that I believe in. And how can you expect to change when you haven't defined what it is and why it is that you want to change in the first place? That brings us to step number two, which is evaluate where you are at. This looks like writing down a list of your current habits. No judgment here at all. We are not looking at our habits and saying whether they're right or wrong or whether we're a bad or lazy person because we have certain habits. We're simply just looking as an observer and being honest with ourselves about how we're living our daily lives. Once you have all of those habits written down, laid out in front of you, and you can even do all of these exercises I'm talking about on like one big poster board and then hang it up so you can look at it every day. That helps me a lot having like a visual reference. But anyways, after you have them all written down and you can see them in front of you, I challenge you to create an A column for energy givers and a B column 
for energy takers or one and two, or you don't have to label them, just energy takers and energy givers. There's a good possibility that some of these will be difficult to label. For example, like having pizza and wine with friends on a Friday night is something that brings you a lot of joy and helps you unwind at the end of a week and spend quality time with your friends. But at the same time, you might leave feeling icky and then not feel good the next day. So it's kind of a toss up. But in those kind of circumstances, you can label like the specific elements of the habit and weigh the pros and cons of if it's something you want to change or just scale back on or, you know, completely remove from your life. Like, for example, you can just have one glass of wine when you go with your friends and maybe you'll bring your own meal to the dinner, maybe like every other week or something. You can do that. And then just like once a month, you have pizza. Um, The problem is habits can be difficult to break when you're constantly being exposed to the trigger. So (laughs) we'll get into that. And keep in mind that your energy givers don't have to look like the typical like that girl routine, wake up at five in the morning, whatever. Like it doesn't have to look like that. For example, for me, I would consider my nights when my partner and I snuggle up on the couch and watch TV or a movie, I would consider that to be an energy giver because it's something that we enjoy doing together. You know, I don't, I don't love that I'm I'm getting all that blue light so late at night, but you know, we gotta, we gotta decide what we're going to worry about. (laughs) So now after you've done that step, we get to step three, which is to write down your dream habits. Ask yourself what the ideal version of you would do on a daily basis. This ideal version of yourself isn't somebody who never encounters obstacles, but rather is very effective at getting around them. This ideal version of you likely also feels gratitude for all of the blessings that they have in their life, and they likely don't spend too much time worrying about the past or the future. But these are all pretty vague statements, obviously, so what's important is for you to individually explore what exactly it is that you want and write it down in all the detail. We are manifesting here, you guys, but manifestations require clear and precise visions because you have to ask the universe for specifically what you want, otherwise the universe is like, well, that was vague. Some exercises that may help with this look like writing a letter from your future self to your present self. Um, You could just literally write a very detailed day in the life. There are plenty of manifestation techniques out there. Um, You just got to find the one that works for you. You can also simply lay on your bed and close your eyes and do a really deep um visualization of what your life looks like all these things can help us to attract what we want into our lives you could also go back to that poster board you started on add in some more collage clips create a nice little vision board but all these habits don't have to be exceptionally healthy everything in moderation is key here so if you want to have that glass of wine with your friends on friday nights but you know it's going to make you feel a little crummy, then give your body the extra support it needs. You know, schedule a lymphatic drainage massage for the next day or, you know, do it yourself or go take a hot bath like when you get home. 
um, start that detoxification process, or I guess I should just say support it because your body can detoxify on its own. The key here is that we are boosting the, what the body can do on its own. So you're in a good place. You have a clear vision of what you want. That brings us to step four, which is, in my opinion, the most challenging step here, and that is to remove distractions and remove triggers. This is why it's important for alcoholics to not go to bars, for people who are quitting smoking to not be around smokers, and just generally for you to not be around people who are keeping you stuck in a toxic mindset, in the victim mentality, feeling sorry for yourself all the time. There are a lot of people who have a very hard time because they are stuck down there and they don't want to get out because they don't believe that there is another way. Being around these people can obviously have a very draining effect, especially if you've realized it's not where you're supposed to be anymore. But we are creatures of habit, like I said before, and it can be very difficult to break habits once they are kind of ingrained into our subconscious and we don't have to think twice about them. But it's kind of fun because you can get really strategic about how you remove triggers. I will say I feel like throughout my life, I've kind of manifested my triggers being taken away from me for better or for worse. However, the reason that they were often taken taken away from me was in many cases, because I failed to set good boundaries for myself in the first place. However, now since those experiences, I've gained some retrospect and I feel like I'm in a much better place, clearer with boundaries, both with myself and people that I have relationships with of any kind. This is where self-awareness becomes so huge because you're only going to be able to figure out what your triggers are in the first place if you're paying attention. So do some meditation, do some breath work. When you're feeling some type of way, pay attention to the sensations that you're feeling in your body and to the events leading up to your you know, uncomfortable response. I also acknowledge it can be particularly challenging to change a habit when it's not screaming in your face, telling you it's time to do something different. For example, somebody gives you a compliment, tells you, that you're that you're pretty and you say no stop it you're you're just being nice you talk badly about yourself and girls i know i mean even guys the majority of us have done this at some point in our lives where we just reject a compliment altogether instead of owning it and being like hell yeah i'm a bad bitch Chances are we're not going to notice how that affects us after saying it one time, but after saying it over and over and over and over again for years or months or decades even, that can have an impact on your psyche and really diminish your overall confidence. And chances are doing that has become a habit for you, rejecting comments, saying, stop it, you're too sweet. Instead of saying, wow, thank you so much, you're also brilliant smart, funny, kind, beautiful, whatever. So next time you catch yourself rejecting a compliment, really look at what you're feeling in your body. Consider why it is you're rejecting the compliment. You know, in a lot of cases, we are kind of fishing because we don't feel secure enough and we need that external validation. I have certainly done this in the past. um, And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll do it again because I don't really 
feel like that's who I am anymore. But when I was in like middle school, early high school, absolutely. Hello, just me popping in from editing. I don't know why I said I wouldn't do it again because I literally do it with my partner all the time. I'm just thinking about how I'll be like, do you love me? And a lot of the times that doesn't necessarily come from insecurity, but there's definitely a little bit of fishing there. And I'm sure that I've done it in work environments and yada yada. We can't be perfect. All we can do is strive towards our best. (laughs) But I also have spent a lot of time working to reverse the damage of years and years and years of negative self-talk. And I have people in my life who have talked that way towards themselves their whole lives and they're like, you know, decades older than me. And I experience a lot of sadness and honestly a lot of anger and frustration when I hear loved ones talk about themselves that way. Because I just don't think a lot of people understand how much power the way you talk to yourself has over literally every aspect of your health. But anyways, getting off of my soapbox, point is we're removing distractions. We're saying goodbye to any scarcity thoughts and limiting beliefs keeping us trapped in a small mindset. And we're 30, flirty, and thriving. I'm not 30, but I hope you understood that reference. After we've removed any distractions, we need to capitalize on the good habits that we already have enforced. This is a process called habit stacking that takes advantage of neural pathways that we already have hardwired in there. So yeah, step number five, implement habit stacking. This may look like doing your gua sha and face rolling while you're enjoying your time with your partner watching TV at night. Or you may put your supplements right by the sink so that you can take them right after you put your dirty dish in there after eating. There are many ways that you can strategically place items so that you're more likely to remember them in our busy, chaotic world. I know there's just so much going on to think about. So you want to make life as easy for yourself as possible. Another way to make life easier for yourself is with step number six, track your progress. Not going to lie, this is one that I am still working on myself. However, I do notice that when I'm more consistent with it and I can see the patterns of how, you know, how I'm feeling on a certain day, depending on what actions I'm taking, what habits I'm performing, Um, It can be very helpful and you have to keep in mind as well that built, you know, forming new habits takes, I think it's 30 days, something like that. Um, And so you're, it's not going to feel like a habit at first. It's going to feel like work, but you have to keep in mind that if you stick with it, it's not going to feel so much like work anymore. So having a place where you're tracking your habits, I think can help keep you consistent and on track and can be just a nice way to see how far you have come and how far you will go. And finally, step number seven, I'm going to wrap this up kind of quickly because if you can't tell from my voice, I am exhausted. Um, Step number seven is to reward yourself. Ideally, you want to make the reward relevant to the task. An example may look like you tell yourself instead of going for reaching for your phone first thing every morning you're going to reach for a book instead and if you do that every day for a week then you'll allow yourself to buy a new book something like that habits really function in a trigger action reward kind of 
pattern. So it can be really good to have that finish line motivation to keep you going and pushing forward. Anyways, like I said, I'm feeling very sleepy and I really need to work on getting my sleep schedule back into the swing of things, uh, especially because I will be traveling to Europe next week. Really exciting stuff. Stay tuned for more details on that. But I hope that you have a beautiful and wonderful rest of your week. I know it's Monday morning that I'm releasing this, but maybe you're listening in the evening or in the car in the afternoon. Who knows? Doesn't really matter. Point is just to to live your best life by building the best habits that you can that help you stay resonant and aligned with who you truly are. Remember, you can do and achieve anything that you desire. You just need to have a little bit of patience, a little bit of perseverance, and a little bit of pizzazz, okay? Mm. Yes. Let's, Let's make this week our bitch. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my channel, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.